Welcome back for another daily walk. Sorry for the light this direction, but I loved the scenery behind me, so I kind of wanted to shoot here, even though the, the light on the front's not too bad. Let me see if I do the gangster thing, if it looks better. Eh, how about the sideways gangster? Nah, nah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> well, welcome back, and uh, we're going to talk today on why do I stand on the scriptures alone, and this is an important topic, because... Uh, as various aspects of our culture seek to impose its morality upon us, we always have to stop and ask, what does the scripture have to say? Now, for me, the personal story as to why do I stand on scripture alone, it's because I came from a background with a lot of problems and a lot of challenges. You know, we were from a poor family, a fatherless family, and and uh, a family with a lot of uh, challenges, a lot of other, um, even neglect and abuses in many ways. And... In light of all of that, um, I began a search when I was probably a, a, a mid-teenager. I think like most teenagers will, will go on this, this quest to figure out who they are in life and you know what's true in this world. And you know I experimented with a lot of different religions um, from practicing magic to, to Wiccan culture to um, just a lot of various new age philosophies and psychologies, a lot of different things. And what I found is that pretty much everything out there was a passing fade. It didn't give any real answers. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't this, this, uh, it wasn't, it didn't have that feeling of truth. There was something about it. They'd be like, okay, well that's kind of neat, but it's not an, an element of truth. You can see through it. It's kind of like reading the apocryphal books in the Bible. As you read them, they're just, they just don't have that element of authenticity that the, that the canon of scripture actually contains. And then of course there's, there's other reasons as well for why I stand on Scripture alone. Um, obviously, of everything I've been through, I found that there is only one rock, and that rock is Jesus Christ. And we only know Jesus Christ through the revealed work of God in, in the Scriptures. And, and so standing on the Scriptures alone is the most critical thing that, that you can do if you want to understand wisdom and truth. A lot of people, in fact, in my other channel say, you know, how did you get so based, so, so much on a firm foundation? It's because I'm standing on the rock. Remember that part from, uh, is it Matthew, uh, I think it's Matthew 6, um, the firm foundation, or is it 7, I think it's 6, uh, standing on the firm foundation, he talks about, you know, the, the fool is like a man who builds on the sand, um, you know, this is the guy, he wants the lake house, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, the other guy builds his house on the rock bed, you know, and they both look like a beautiful house. But then when you get out to it and, and the storms come and the winds flow through it and all this kind of stuff, then what can start to happen is you will start to see the soundness of what the life based upon how the foundation is built up. And as I've looked around at all of the different philosophies and all the different religions, and I've looked at Buddhism, I've looked at mythologies, I've looked at all these different things, and the scripture is the only thing that has this, this timeless truth. Even looking at the other faiths and religions and mythologies, they have, uh, and man-made religion generally progresses with the evolution of mankind. Um, and of course, I'm using the word evolution of mankind as like social evolution as we, as we progress through, as we add to our knowledge base, as, as all these things start to happen. Obviously, we need to make some changes to our lives based upon upon the secular reality around us. But when it comes down to the to the moral core center of who we are as people, we have to stand on the scripture and the scripture alone. 
And so we'll talk about this unpopular view. Look at the progression of the, the legalities of, of homosexual unions in this country. Um, I remember back in the day when, uh, I remember back actually the year when, when uh, the people in California finally got up enough signatures to put uh, a, a, gay, uh, a gay amendment into the Constitution to say that it is okay for, for homosexual unions to be encountered. And if you remember back that time or you want to look it up, I forget what year it was, it was a absolute resounding failure. People overwhelmingly did not want it. Okay, and uh, and that was that was a viewpoint. Of course, now we stand here. I'm doing this video after the time was it a year or two ago? The Supreme Court said, "Hey, it's constitutional in, in the whole country." So, what does that mean for a Christian? Does that bother me? No, it doesn't, because I don't care what this secular world out there says. As long as America stops saying we're a Christian nation, because we're not a Christian nation. There's a bunch of Christians around here. There's certainly a whole lot less Christians than think there are Christians. And uh, I really, I base that on read through Matthew 7. It's a very terrifying passage in the Gospels. You know, a lot of people believe they're saved. And then Jesus is going to say to them in those last days, depart from me. I never knew you. whole lot of people that thought they were, they thought they were saved. They were doing all the religious-y things. They were going to church. They were casting out demons. They were doing all these wonderful works in the name of Jesus. And he says, I don't know who you are. It's those people that are not standing on the rock-solid foundation of Christ alone are those that, that have the danger. So looking at that progression of, of how that progression moved along, the reality is I cannot as a Christian say that the homosexual lifestyle meaning, and I'm going to specifically mean a person according to the scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, is not free to engage in sexual activity with a person of the same gender. Whether that's marriage or not, there's no qualifier on that. But it's the same same exact sin. We can't pick on that particular sin because adultery and fornication are also on that level and our culture's rife with adultery and fornication. And, and it's on the same level, guys. It's on the same level. Okay, we have to take that moral high ground. We have to declare what it is, but only for Christians. So I don't care if the American culture is that way. Good, because our American culture has progressed. We are a culture of people who want to do our own things and we want to reject God. And as long as we're not saying I'm a Christian and this is my lifestyle. Now, I'm going to make a serious distinction between a person who says I'm a Christian and I struggle with these homosexual thoughts. That's, dude, that's a Christian, okay? Because we're like, I know it's a challenge because my God. And that's why we open it up and lay on the foundation of the scripture alone. Because on the foundation of scripture alone is the only place we can get our standard. We can't get our standard from the culture. Do you know, realize right now there are a faction of people in this culture that want to say sex with children is okay as long as the kid says it's okay? Okay, well, you can coerce a kid to say okay to anything. That's a challenge, and that's why we have very firm laws about ages of consent and things like that. And so, in light of that, suppose we go 20 years down the line and, and those people right now that want to say sex with kids is okay are doing the exact same things that the homosexual community was doing prior to getting this law passed. So it's very feasible that in 20 years or 30 years, our culture could very well say sex with kids is okay. Does that make it okay morally? So you see that you have this shift of morality based upon the social progression of the culture itself. And that is why, as an American, I have to accept everybody's rights, even if you dif differ with my viewpoints, because 
I am a member of this society. But I'm also a member of another society, and that society has a higher bearing. So I have to take all of my moral directions from scriptures, even though it is a higher moral ground than the culture does. But the problem is if we adopt our moral culture from society, then it is just as shifting as the shifting sands that we are commanded not to build our life on the foundation of. So as I've looked across my whole life, I've seen what works and I've seen what doesn't. Scripture alone is the only thing that is worth building the foundation upon. And that might mean that you're unpopular among things. That might mean we get demonetized. I don't know if this channel's ever going to get monetized on YouTube. And I'm not really necessarily planning on it because, mm, <laughs> yeah, I talk about some issues that piss people off. And you know what? That's okay. Because I talk about issues that are in the scriptures. And I try and get the love across, but it's really hard to do that. If I'm having a direct conversation with you, you can get that love across. But when I'm explaining these things in a video, especially a polarizing video, this is not a popular view. It's not a popular view to say that, but, but the passages in the Bible are there, and there's no way around it. And what I've been seeing lately, um, I've, been, I've been looking into this uh, progression into the culture recently because there was a, another book out which is supposed to be, uh, according to, to things that I'm seeing, is supposedly going to be a, a book that is a game, uh, a game changer in this community, and it happened to be written by a guy in my town here, and it's called Single Gay Christian, which I've listened to all of the guy's interviews, um, and I've read all of the articles he has. I've not gotten a chance to get my hands on the copy of the book yet, and I'm, I'm really holding my actual opinions of it for that, but what I want to say about it now, until I get a chance to actually read and, and preview that book, is that what we're starting to see is in the in the course of the interviews that I saw, not as much from that author, but from other people in the community. And uh, the one that was like, uh, it's a big popular group. I can't remember their name now. It's like the Interfaith or whatever else. I'll, I'll try and find a copy of the video and link to it. But it is uh, the video is actually called Dear Church, I'm Gay. And uh, it's a big, it's a big name organization. But, you know, and they wanted to try and reconcile um, uh, professing homosexuals inside the community. And as I started watching that, you can look at this major fallacy at the very beginning of that video where he's like, I wanted to set out to understand it. And so I opened up all my books and my commentaries. And then the guy is doing the video, narrating the video. He says, and then I decided to do something different. I closed it and I went out to spend time with this community and they were great people. Duh, of course they're great people. We're not commanded to hate these folks. Okay, we're not committed to love them. You're doing, by going out and meeting with them and understanding them is, is what we're called to do as a Christian for crying out loud. But I fear that we have adopted a lot of our viewpoints of that community from the old style conservative Republican America, much more than the scriptures, being as that only, I think the, whoa, I think the current numbers are only about 19% of all professing Christians actually read their Bible. Actually, that was a few years ago. I'm sure it's less now. Um, but, uh, and I want to talk a whole video about that topic. So I'm going to leave that one right there. But what was implied in the video is if we just get out and love these people, then, then we can, of course, welcome them around everything. That's not the issue. Where I had a problem is he said... I closed all of that stuff and just went out to meet these people. Implication. 
what the Bible says is not relevant. We are now building our faith off of the sandy, changing foundations of our cultural mores. And if that's what you're going to do, give it a few years and sex with kids is going to be okay. Where do you draw the lines? I choose to draw the line, the line that the Bible has set. That is why I base my life on scripture and scripture alone. That's it. Obviously there's a ton of polarizing statements in that video and I want to pull out several of those individual statements and do entire videos on those. Um, let me know in the comments below, am I, um, I'm not going to ask, am I right, am I wrong? I'm basing my life on the scripture. You tell me what you agree with, what you disagree with, and what you'd like more clarification on, and I'll roll those out as future videos. So thanks for watching and take the time to watch this video. That's why I stand on the scriptures alone. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash TomM. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.